It is Friday, April 23rd, 2021, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We've got a jam-packed show today, including recaps of last night's racing, what to expect for the weekend, and more. So let's jump right in. We got to finally see sprint cars on the Bristol High Banks last night with the track open for practice in advance of this weekend's two race nights for the World of Outlaws and Super Dirt Car Series. Donnie Schatz was quickest on the night lapping Bristol in a time of 14.210, averaging 133 miles per hour. Nobody really knew what to expect, but it sounded like by the time the night was over, drivers were pleased with the track preparation and were feeling more comfortable racing on the big half mile. In a piece for Sprint Car and Midget Magazine, Kyle McFadden outlined some of the changes teams had made to their cars to handle the track, including beefed up parts and bigger fuel tanks. He also noted two more drivers who dropped out of the event, including Justin Peck and Kerry Madsen. But through the first night, th uh, things seem to go pretty well, I think, anyway. Obviously, things will be different tonight when they're actually racing. And from the comments made by several drivers, guys are hoping the track does widen out to allow for better racing. As for the big blocks, Mike Guler was quickest in practice with a lap of 17.361. Stuart Friesen, Mark Johnson, Matt Shepard, and Max McLaughlin all also paced individual sessions. Looking at the next two nights for the Outlaws, Brad Sweet enters the weekend with a big lead in the standings, 92 points currently, and you know he's going to keep pushing to extend that margin. He is favored for the two races by the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula and has a good track record on half-mile racetracks. Over the previous three years plus, his average half-mile track finish is 6.25, and he has 12 wins. Trailing him in win chances from the formula are David Gravel and Carson Macedo. Donnie Schatz leads all drivers in half-mile average finish in the series at 5.33 and half-mile wins with 20, but he's finished outside the top 10 in five straight races and hasn't won since Williams Grove last October. That team needs to get back going in the right direction before we can start worrying again about them getting win 300. Another driver who does well on half-mile tracks is Logan Schuhart. Nine of his 19 wins over the last 213 outlaw races have come on half-mile tracks, but he's come Coming off two rough nights in Indiana where he finished 22nd at Kokomo and 19th at Hobstop. A strong field of cars is on the property at Bristol. We're about to see something that hasn't happened in 20 years. If you can't be at Bristol, find your way to Dirt Vision this weekend. This will definitely be one to watch. Before action got underway yesterday at Bristol, we did get treated to a very cool announcement and unveiling. For his final season driving for Rico Abreu, Jack Hoddenshield will pilot the number 22 sprint car with Pennzoil as the sponsor, which is a throwback to the number 22 he drove for Jack Eldon in the 1990s. It's a great looking race car and a really cool way to close out a fantastic sprint car career for the wild child. Kudos to Rico Abreu and businessman Frank Bolter for putting all the parts together to make it happen. One thing I wanted to talk about today briefly has been watching the dirt world respond to visiting Bristol Motor Speedway for the first time. Because of my NASCAR life, I've been going to Bristol twice a year for probably pretty close to 15 years at this point. It's my favorite track on the NASCAR circuit for various reasons, but after so many trips, you lose a little perspective on just how incredible of a facility it is. But I've been transported back to the beginning a little bit, watching drivers and fans and officials and mechanics enter that place for their first trip uh, here in recent weeks. It's been really fun seeing their social media posts about the banking and the grandstands, the floating big screens, how loud that place is. There is no track on earth like Bristol, and regardless of what you think of the racing and how the events have gone, I'm glad the dirt racing community has gotten the opportunity to experience that place. 
USAC National Sprint Cars kicked off a four-race weekend in Pennsylvania last night with a stop at Grandview Speedway. Brady Bacon entered the night as the series points leader and was the one to watch having won his previous three starts at Grandview. And unfortunately for his competitors, that streak was extended. From his third starting position, he ran down leader Kevin Thomas Jr. near halfway and took the lead in lap traffic with 19 laps to go. He went unchallenged the rest of the way to get his fourth straight win at the track and second win of 2021. KTJ was second. Robert Ballou hard charged from 13th to finish third. Tanner Thorson was fourth and Jake Swanson finished fifth. The win for Bacon and a 13th for Justin Grant sees Bacon's point lead extend to 49 now with six nights complete. Chris Windham extended his top 10 streak to 21 straight races with a 10th place result. Wyndham and Bacon are the only two drivers to finish top 10 in all six USAC sprint car races so far in 2021. The rest of the USAC weekend looks like this. Tonight, they head to Big Diamond Speedway for their first appearance there since 2012. Saturday, it's off to Baps Motor Speedway, where Robert Ballou was the most recent winner in 2018. And the weekend closes out Sunday at Path Valley Speedway, where the series will be making its first ever appearance. A quick note about Path Valley. That race will only be available to watch on Flow Racing on demand once the race is complete. Internet issues at the track won't allow a live stream to happen. Looking at the next three nights, it's going to be difficult to bet against Bacon. He hasn't finished worse than fifth in his last nine starts, which includes three wins and four second-place finishes. KTJ has also been very strong to start this season with two wins already. And also keep an eye on Tanner Thorson, who has three straight top eight finishes, and Robert Ballou. If Ballou can find a way to start a little higher in these features, he could be seriously dangerous for wins. He has three hard charger awards and leads the series in feature plus minus. You can't attend the races in Pennsylvania this weekend. You can watch them live on Flow Racing. Last night was round number two of the Flow Racing Night in America late model series with the competitors taking on Atomic Speedway in Ohio for $22,000 to win. 28 cars signed in for the midweek show and come feature time, there were some familiar names starting up front. Devin Moran, Jonathan Davenport, Tim McCready, and Brandon Overton made up the front two rows. Moran was quickly to the lead at the start, and he was strong out front for most of the feature. As we approached 10 to go, Davenport actually took the lead from him down the backstretch, but a caution for a slowing Tyler Erb handed the lead back to Moran on the restart. Then over the final 12 laps, Moran was able to drive away to the $22,000 score, with Davenport finishing second, Bobby Pierce third, Hudson O'Neill fourth, and Boom Briggs in fifth. The opening night win paired with the second place run last night sees Davenport maintain the series points lead over Moran and Tyler Erb. The flow night in America late models go quiet now until May 12th when they visit Brownstown Speedway for $10,000 to win. Last night's Atomic show was supposed to lead into a busy weekend for the Lucas Late Models and World of Outlaws Late Models, but we've lost two of those shows already. Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series was supposed to be in action tonight and tomorrow night in Illinois, but the two shows at Tri-City Speedway and Macon Speedway have been canceled because of wet weather. They will not be rescheduled. The series is next in action on April 30th at Ponderosa Speedway and May 1st at Florence Speedway, both in Kentucky. Tim McCready is currently the series points leader by 40 over Hudson O'Neill. Brandon Shepard, Devin Moran, and Kyle Bronson round out the top five. For more info on the rainout, visit lucasdirt.com. 
So with Lucas canceled, that leaves us with the two 10,000 to win World of Outlaws late model series shows this weekend, Friday at Richmond in Kentucky and Saturday at Brush Creek in Ohio. I'd imagine those fields will be boosted a bit by the Lucas cancellation and the fact that 28 guys raced at Atomic last night who are already in the neighborhood. Brandon Shepard enters the Outlaw weekend as the points leader over Kyle Strickler, Chris Madden, Kyle Bronson, and Tyler Bruning. But the Rocket House Car has yet to win an official Outlaw show in 2021. Bishop's best finish is third, which he's done twice now at Farmer City and at Bristol. Friday's trip to Richmond will be the first ever for the World of Outlaws at the Kentucky Racetrack, and the series hasn't been at Brush Creek since 2006. It will be the Outlaws' debut on Brush Creek's three-tenths mile configuration, however. This could be a good weekend for Sheppy to get that first win as he has two three-tenths mile wins in recent years and is favored by the analytics prediction formula for both nights. Behind Shepard, Kyle Strickler has struggled mightily since Volusia and needs a good weekend to turn things around. The driver I do really like to possibly challenge for the championship this season is Chris Madden. He's already got a win with the Outlaws in 2021, has three straight top six finishes, and is up to third in the points, only 60 behind the lead. As of today, we're probably down to 11 full-time teams. Shane Clanton has said he's going to follow Lucas, but teammate Tyler Bruning is sticking with the Outlaws. With Lanigan and Bloomquist out, and Bronson probably going Lucas, that leaves Shepard, Strickler, Madden, Bruning, Weiss, Herb Jr., Dillard, Gustin, Briggs, Larson, and Spencer. With Strickler's slide and Weiss and Dillard struggling, Madden looks really good right now as that challenger for the Rocket 1. If you can't be at the track this weekend, Dirt Vision will have live streaming coverage with your Fast Pass. Another series that has had their racing affected by rain this weekend is Power Eye. Tonight's Mid-State Nationals at Valley Speedway featuring Midgets and War Sprint Cars has been moved to Sunday. So now Power Eye will be at Lucas Oil Speedway on Saturday and Valley on Sunday. Buddy Kofoid is currently the Power Eye Midget Points leader, while Mario Clauser is atop the War standings. You can watch both of those nights live on MAV TV+. Other weekend open wheel action includes the usual weekly shows at places like Attica, Williams Grove, Lernerville, Ocean, Fremont, Knoxville, Lincoln, Port Royal, and Wayne County. The IRA Sprint Cars will make their season debut at Beaver Dam in Wisconsin, and the USCS Sprint Cars are at the Talladega Short Track. To see the full weekend open wheel schedule, check out the calendar at tjslideways.com. Other late model races to check out this weekend include the Carolina Clash at Livonia and Traveler's Rest, Spring Nationals at Tri-County and Mountain View, Florida Late Models at Alltech, Fast Track at Tyler County, and the Ironman North Series at the completely redone West Virginia Motor Speedway. To see a full list of weekend late model races, visit dirtondirt.com. There are 20 shows on the streaming schedule today across Dirt Vision, Flow Racing, Speed Sport, Race and Dirt, and more. The list includes the Outlaws and Super Dirt Car Series at Bristol, the World of Outlaws Late Models at Richmond, USAC at Big Diamond, Weekly Action from Albany, Saratoga, Williams Grove, Attica, Ocean, Lernerville, and more. To see the full daily streaming schedule through the weekend with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Friday and a good weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily where you get podcasts plus YouTube and Facebook. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe and leave a review. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com. I do check those every single day. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker. And you can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 